You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dancing through life, skimming the surface, gliding where turf is smooth. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome, I'm Mo Brady. For more than 16 years, the Gershwin Theatre has been home to the most osmopolitan of musicals, Wicked. And over the years, the show has been home to literally hundreds of ensemblists, not only on Broadway, but also on two national tours and multiple regional sit-down productions. Today, we are sharing some of our favorite stories about Wicked from our blog, read by the actors who wrote them. Our first story is from Lauren Houghton. A veteran of the Broadway company of Wicked, she spent a decade on the road as a traveling Aussian. But where her story got complicated is that her husband, Michael Gillis, is also an actor and is often on tour as well. So how does one couple of two performers negotiate 10 years of life on the road? Well, here in her own words is Lauren Houghton. Bringing something we must learn, and we are led to those. We met, though honestly, I don't know if we ever talked to each other, for the first time while doing West Side Story at Syracuse Stage. I was a student at Syracuse University and in the ensemble, and Michael was one of six professionals hired for the show. He played Tony. Skip ahead four years. I'm in Cabaret at Stage of St. Louis, and Michael is a swing on the tour of Phantom of the Opera. At a party after a benefit performance Phantom did for Stages, we met and were inseparable. It was like meeting your best friend who you've known forever, but never have spoken to before. So our relationship was born on the road, and maybe that's why we deal with it so well. I know I'm who I am today, because I knew you. Like a comet pulled from orbit as it passes a sun. Michael left Phantom to do a new musical at the Good Speed Opera House, and I was home with family in Atlanta when he said, Oh, I'll swing by Atlanta on my way to Connecticut to pick you up. It doesn't take a geography whiz to know that Atlanta certainly is not on the way from St. Louis to New York. He met my mother and grandmother, and it was our first road trip, something we've gotten quite used to. I visited him in Connecticut and, like all new musicals, hoped it was going to Broadway. Alas, it didn't. But Michael was hired to play Raoul on the Phantom Tour. This was before FaceTime, so I would fly to cities like Toronto or Toledo just to go on a date with him. In fact, over the holidays, I was working on a cruise ship out of Miami and flew to Philadelphia for 22 hours and a holiday party. It was frantic, fun, and full of possibilities. In 2007, Michael left Phantom, and like the crazy artist he is, decided he was moving to Europe. My career at that point wasn't going how I wanted it to. I was interviewing to be a clothes buyer at Macy's, so I decided to follow him and live out an expat fantasy in the 18th arrondissement of Paris. I have been 
I think that moment, that decision, is one of the cornerstones of our relationship. The decision to drop everything and follow the other person, to put their needs and dreams ahead of yours, is how both of us work within the relationship. At first, I went up to Connecticut, out to Phantom, over to Paris, but in 2007, while living in a little six-floor walk-up in Paris, it all switched. I was offered the universal swing in Wicked. I flew back for the first day and started my job, covering four companies of Wicked that existed at that time. Now Michael moved back home and started following me. We lived with his parents as he went back to school, and I would fly to various companies. I made my Broadway debut and even got to take breaks and work on new shows of my own at the Goodman and the Old Globe, neither of which made it. Then I got offered a permanent position in the San Francisco company of Wicked, and Michael moved out there to be with me. He would be waiting for me every night at the stage door of the Orpheum as he worried about me walking home alone and would have dinner ready in our little apartment when we'd arrive. In this lifetime, so let me say before we part, so much of me is made of what I learned from you, you. From there, in 2010, I switched over to the Wicked National Touring Company. Michael got his car in Chicago and met me in Indianapolis. He started to sell merchandise out front, and we toured together for three years. I can't explain how wonderful it was to have him out there with me, but that togetherness exploring the country created a bond and memories that I'll never forget. He asked me to marry him in Lukenbach, a little band hall town in Texas Hill Country. We two-stepped the evening away with his parents and drove back into San Antonio, the happiest I'd ever been. We planned the wedding while on the road together, and like our touring selves, had three different locations almost fully booked and done before settling on his parents' house outside of Chicago. I thought I would quit the tour when we got married, but Michael said one giant step at a time was enough and continued to support me touring with Wicked. Again, this notion of doing what is best for us and the other person, not just I, continued to lead our relationship, and at that time, Wicked was best. In 2015, we bought an apartment in Chicago, which Michael began to remodel. We wanted to have some sort of home, considering we'd been traveling for almost nine years. He started a new musical theater works company with some friends there and put on recordings and concerts, which I would now travel to on my Mondays off. The roles were beginning to switch again. Through that opportunity, he got back on stage and caught the performing bug. He was cast in Mamma Mia at the Paramount Theater in Chicago, and after almost a decade, I was back in the audience watching him shine. I knew it was my time to support, and I began to urge him to audition, perhaps even move back to New York. He, being the constant pragmatist, <laughs> said, wouldn't it be better to continue what he was doing in Chicago and maybe fly out for big ECCs and EPAs in New York? You know, test the waters. Well, the test went on and went well, because after six round-trip flights and eight callbacks, he was cast in the new tour of Love Never Dies. Just to clear the air, I ask forgiveness for the things I've done you blame me for. But then I guess we know there's blame. 
family members and non-theater friends were always in awe of us being on tour, but now both of us on different tours at the same times, it makes their head spin. In a true one couple, two tours experience, I was able to get a personal day to drive from Grand Rapids to Detroit to see him play the Phantom. A full circle moment, to say the least. Another was a day he was playing Phantom at the Fox in Atlanta with 16 of my family members in the audience. And I was playing Nessa the same exact day. We have the FaceTime picture to prove it. Another one couple two tours experience was when Wicked was in Pittsburgh and Love Never Dies was in Cleveland. I flew into Cleveland on a Sunday night and then two days with Michael before we rented a car and he drove me to Pittsburgh and back for a show that night in Cleveland. He stayed in Pittsburgh just long enough to have a lobster roll lunch at Roland's with me. So this is our story to date. I can't say that all this was easy, and although we have been so blessed, the distance and time always weighs on us. There are times when the missing becomes a physical ache that doesn't go away, but we are the lucky ones who have been given a chance to do what we love. We both understand that about each other and support that decision as best we can. We also have the benefit of 10 years of shared experiences, so the bond is strong and can get us through the distance created by both of us touring. However, full disclosure, I'm not sure if all this would be possible without the technology of today. FaceTime is a game changer. <laughs> As well, Love Never Dies gets layoffs about every 10 weeks, which allows him to visit me wherever I may be. The next chapter is already starting to take shape as I end my time with Wicked on April 22nd. I'm going back to school to get an MFA, so I suppose one couple, two tours is going to change into one couple, one tour, and an MFA. But through it all, our mutual support and love will see us through. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Thanks, Lauren. Next up is Nikki Vendetti. He's another 10-year veteran of Wicked, and he shared with us what he's learned by spending a decade in the land of Oz. Here's Nikki Vendetti. Life's more painless for the brainless. Why think too hard when it's so soothing? When I got the call from my agent to audition for Wicked, again, I had already been seen for the show three times. The last time I went in, it was between myself and one other guy, and the other guy got it. Instead of letting frustration get the better of me, I chose to trust in the momentum I felt from my last callback and to just go for it. In fact, I even recall saying to myself, I am going to book this job, the morning of the audition. And I may or may not have been looking at myself in the mirror when I said it. Drama, I know. So myself, my very colorful outfit, and my messy hair, I was told to show up looking like I just rolled out of bed showed up steady and ready to kill it. 
I had no idea at the time that my dramatic mere proclamation and messy, I don't care, get up, would book me a job that would change the course of my life for the next 10 years. I was hired to open the second national tour of Wicked as a swing, which did not come as a total surprise, as I remember being asked to partner and lift three different girls at the audition. This would be my first time swinging a show, and I definitely had a bit of trepidation about taking on the task. I once again got all cinematic with myself, and I said, Self, you can do this. I also had an inclination that the demanding aspects of being a swing would be good for my noggin, and I was right. The fact that as a swing you have to absorb a ton of information and be ready to execute on a dime requires an immense amount of focus, homework, and wine. But with the challenges come the reward of feeling like a total badass in situations like when you go on for your third or fourth track of the week and you're all like, I just did that. The mistakes will happen, it's a fact, but there's also a life lesson in there about letting go of perfectionism and simply producing from a place of presence and focus when duty calls. This is a philosophy that I take with me into everyday life. I could go on and on about the many life metaphors that lie within the world of being a swing, but that would require a separate blog. Back to Wicked. Again, step, kick, kick, leap, kick, touch. Again, step, kick, kick, leap, kick, touch. Again, step, After my first nine months on the tour, I left to play Paul on the national tour of a chorus line revival. Playing Paul was a dream of mine, and I was thrilled for the opportunity to tell the story and to be a part of the legend that is A Chorus Line. Shortly after the tour closed, I was asked to go back to Wicked. This time it was to play Chistery in the final two months of the San Francisco sit-down company. Over the course of the next few years, I would go back and forth between both Wicked national tours to fill in as an unofficial vacation swing. Yet another benefit of being a swing, you are super valuable. I eventually ended up back on the second national tour permanently as one of the dance captains. At this point, I had known the show quite well from my time as a swing, so the progression to dance captain made sense. I spent almost two years as the dance captain on the road before I left again to be the assistant to the choreographer for Trip of Love off-Broadway. Eventually, in November of 2015, the dance captain position for Wicked Broadway opened up and I stepped in to take over, and I have been with the company ever since. Having the rare opportunity of being part of a show for over 10 years has truly been a gift, but as you might imagine, there are challenges that come with it as well. A steady paycheck is always nice, and not having to hustle for a gig is also very nice. Seriously, hashtag blessed all the way for all of that. But on the other side of that coin lies the cons of consistency. For the times that I am on stage as an actor in the show, I have to continually check in and practice presence. The slope to running on autopilot is a slippery one, and you have to be mindful to not fall down it when you are doing something that is so in your body that it feels like second nature. For me, this practice usually means taking a moment for myself before the curtain goes up to check in and pull myself into the world of the show. The pre-show rituals and behavior of a long-running show inevitably veer towards casual in nature over time, and it takes a deliberate shift in focus to ground yourself for performance. My duties as one of the dance captains of the show comes with its own separate rewards and challenges. In addition to the 12 male ensemble tracks that I am required to know and perform as a swing, I have to know the principal choreographic blocking as well, so that myself, my co-dance captain, and our production stage manager can all work together in teaching the actors and get them ready to go into the show. This takes about three weeks, depending on how many principals we are turning over at one time. Wicked is unique in that the principal cast on average turns over once a year, so the energy and the rehearsal is ever-flowing. 
In addition to teaching the new principles, my co-dance captain and I are also rehearsing with any new ensemble members that are joining or rejoining the company at any given time. Not so surprisingly, this all demands a lot of time, focus, and energy, and also wine. Being a dance captain or a stage manager for a long-running musical requires showing up and reinvesting in the material again and again to ensure that you are guiding the actors towards success. I think that the constant reinvestment in energy is perhaps the clearest distinction between being a part of a newer show as opposed to a longer-running one. When I think back to when I first ventured into the world of Wicked, I see that I have grown to know the show on a much deeper level over the last 10 years. It sounds like a total cliche, but I really don't know how else to say it. Starting out as a swing already allowed me to view the staging through a much wider lens than if I had to only learn one track. Then, to go on and get to be an integral part of introducing actors to the show as a dance captain and working so closely with them for the weeks right up until their first performance has been a next-level experience. Yes, showing up and reinvesting again and again can certainly be tricky at times, but I'm always down for a challenge. And although it comes with a lot of responsibility, there is something really special about preparing someone to hit the stage for the first time and seeing the work you've done together actually manifest. The hours and the energy that I put into the show have made me feel like I am truly a part of something. And in the moments that I get to actually step back and take in this beautifully told and staged story, I know that I am a part of something pretty damn special. And for that, I am grateful. Thanks, Nikki. Our third and final story today comes from Matt Meggs, currently of the Broadway Company of Wicked. Last fall, he penned a story for us in which he credited letting go of fear to paving the yellow brick road for him to join the Broadway Company of the show. Here, in his own words, is Matt Meggs. In the Emerald City I've always wanted to see the Emerald City One short day in the Emerald City I was flailing in a rehearsal studio in Boston. This was the choreography, but I wasn't flailing correctly. I had just joined the national tour of Wicked, a true childhood dream. And per usual, my first week of rehearsal was spent terrified they had chosen the wrong person and I'd never get it right. It's my extremely healthy process when joining shows. There are many funny moments or silly trivia I could give you about all my experiences. However, I believe most fervently that the most powerful tool in every actor's toolbox is simple. Risk. There are wonders like I've never seen. It's all red, it's all green. I think we found the place where we belong. Joining Wicked was an exciting step in my life. I always aim for my next job to move my career forward, and this fit perfectly into my plan. My ideal career is constantly growing and changing. That's my own long-term goal. Each step takes me closer. I joined this tour with the express intention of spending one incredible year on the road, a dozen months, and then back to the city of dreams to keep developing my career. I kept this to myself, but was honest if asked point blank. 
As my last date neared, I was given bountiful, unsolicited opinions, advice, or pained expressions by extended family, actors in New York, and people on the road. Income in a touring production is so high. You only find yourself in a long-running show very rarely. And many stories of people who left and didn't work for ages, who I'm sure would disagree with those characterizations. Let me be clear, staying in one show for a long time might be exactly the right choice for you. But this choice is dictated by your own long-term goals. A wise actor once told me, take a job only if it provides you with at least two of these three things. It helps your career, it helps your wallet, and it artistically excites you. I would only add that you should ask yourself that periodically. Now, I don't have children or huge debts, so my goals aren't constrained by these. I decided to leave because I needed to get back to my boyfriend, very important for my heart, get back to my city, very important for my soul, and get back to my next career step. Auditioning on the road is nigh impossible. Videotaping auditions is the bane of my existence. I thrive in an actual audition setting. I love touring, but my whole life is in NYC. A lot of our choices are made from fear. Make your choices from a place of confidence and focus. The day after I returned from tour, I booked Carousel on Broadway. It then closed nine weeks later... In our closing weekend, I booked Wicked on Broadway to start immediately. Now, this story can be viewed as extremely fortuitous. It is, but none of it would have happened if I hadn't taken the risk and made my decision. If you want something, you have to give it the space to let it happen. Let go of that fear and attack your life with a pure focus on what you want and a clear picture of your own risk threshold. Don't let others sway your focus, including me. They have their goals, and you have yours. The wizard will see you now. Special thanks to Lauren Houghton, Matt Meggs, and Nikki Vendetti for allowing us to reshare their stories today. The Ensemblist was produced today by me, Mo Brady. There are two great ways you can be helping The Ensemblist right now. One is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and the second is by becoming one of our Patreon members. You can do that at patreon.com slash theensemblist. Please follow The Ensemblist wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or at our home on Broadway Podcast Network at bpn.fm. You can also follow us on Instagram, where we share the stories of talented theater artists every day. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise.